Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday out there. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you here on KSL News Radio. And uh, we're going to pick up our conversation uh, with Kelly Patterson from Y2 Analytics, uh, one of the great polling minds in the state of Utah, uh, and some new polling that uh, was just released yesterday. Uh, Kelly, thanks for joining us in studio. It's always great to have you in studio. It's a privilege. Thank you very much, Boyd. (laughs) All right. Well, So tell us a little bit uh, of what came out yesterday and uh, what some of those leading indicators are. Again, this is looking at it from the state level. Yeah, our uh, partners at utahpolicy.com. Uh, released some of the numbers yesterday from a poll that we've been conducting over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, We've gone out of our way to try and set up this panel so that we can do a bit more uh, periodic polling and uh, try and help inform the uh, debates uh, going on here in the state. Uh, Brian Schott, LeVar Webb have been really supportive in in, in this endeavor. And so yesterday they released these numbers uh, that shows that President Trump is upside down in the state of Utah. Uh, not terribly surprising given the fact that uh, he's mostly upside down around the country, but uh, Utah still leans conservative. He's still Republican. So not seeing it higher, I think, uh, tends to make people question what's going on. Yeah, I think obviously the president has struggled uh, from the national polling standpoint. Uh, Utah, he had a little struggle with during 2016 as well. It was one of the unique places around the country in terms of not really supporting either of the major uh, party, uh, neither got to to 50 percent in that. So that was interesting. Uh, You mentioned something just as we were getting ready to start uh, in terms of what this all really means, particularly in light of the fact that we have a great economy going on right now. You'd expect the president's numbers to be a little different, wouldn't you? Yeah. Normally, when times are good, when uh, the economy is roaring, and uh, people feel good about their economic situation. Approval ratings tend to go up. This is uh, Bush one had a great economy mm-hmm. at this point in uh, his um, term and uh, had really high numbers. His son had high numbers. Uh, Eisenhower Kennedy, same thing, yeah. well above 50 percent. Uh, but a lot of other presidents hovered right around 50 percent, uh, very few Going quite as low as what President Trump's numbers are nationally, but you would have you would expect that this uh, for favorable economic situation would have been really good for his numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we always go back to the it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> people, I think people, that, people okay. assess uh, the world through their own um, experiences and how they're doing at that point in time and whether or not. 
politicians are responsive to them. Yeah, that's right, and, and which really plays into this whole idea we like to talk about it, that the it's community, it's culture that lead, and the politicians usually follow. Right, uh, I think that even goes right to the economy. Right, yeah. and and presidents uh, have not as much influence on economic growth as we might suspect, but uh, they still take the blame when it goes south and so they are expected to take credit when it when it does well yeah that's right and, and in fact i wanted to ask you this i'm, I'm glad you raised that kelly because I, i've been wanting to ask you this that uh again given the uniqueness of utah uh and what you just said in terms of presidents get too much credit when the economy is good and uh, too much blame when the economy goes south does the fact that that utah has a, a good strong economy and strong institutions of civil society uh, and is probably a little less dependent on what's going on in the rest of it. We're sort of this little laboratory of democracy that's working. Does that change the dynamics in terms of how we view the role of the president in things that impact our daily life? Well, it does. I think uh, Utah is uh, normatively and politically conservative. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that uh, most Utahns are suspicious of government intervention in the economy mm-hmm. or in other facets of, of their life. And so, um, yeah, they're they're always going to be skeptical about some of the uh, programs a government may undertake to try and stimulate the economy or, or to create programs that uh, uh, are meant to alleviate some sort of uh, social ill. Yeah, fantastic. If you're just joining us, we've got Kelly Patterson from Y2 Analytics uh, talking some polling that was released by Utah Policy.com, partnership there with Y2 Analytics. Uh, I want to get to the uh, the fourth congressional race uh, because that's obviously going to be the, uh, the the firecracker one here in the state of Utah, as it always seems to be. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and how do you think the president's numbers in the fourth district are going to impact Representative McAdams, his first reelect, which is always the most important from a political standpoint? Uh, how's the president going to impact that? Well, that that that's a complex question. I think the district, like you've uh, mentioned, leans not quite in uh, President Trump's direction, which means that a message uh, such as Representative McAdams has about being bipartisan and working across the aisle resonates with a certain segment of voters. Uh, it's hard sometimes to gauge exactly what the effect will be because there's still a segment of that district that will like President Trump and will still be motivated to turn out to support President Trump and uh, vote for him in this uh, upcoming presidential election. So presidential election years are are a little different uh, because the electorate changes. Yeah, you have so many more people. Right. So many many more people turn out to vote. Uh, But you'll remember that uh, Representative Love had the sort of the same dynamic about when to uh, support President Trump and when not to support President Trump. And uh, she even got a shout out from him (laughs) a couple of days after the election. Right. But uh, uh, that's because that that district leans a bit differently. Yeah. And um, this is the. The, the conundrum that uh, when you're drawing district boundaries, you have to figure out whether or not you're going to pack a district with people who might oppose mm-hmm. you or crack the district, you know, like right. take the, take the people and split it out. And uh, this fourth congressional district, it seems, just behaves a little differently. And yeah. because of that, it's, it's a wild card. I yeah. Think. 
Definitely. I want to get to one one more area before we let you go, Kelly. Again, Kelly Patterson from uh, Y2 Analytics and some great polling uh, that's come out. And that is relating to the young the younger vote yeah. uh, in Utah. <laughs> uh, the question is always, will they show up? Will they show up? That's always the test. Uh, they have some, some interesting leanings. Uh, obviously, they are less supportive of the president. Yeah. Um, but what have you found out? Any, any interesting surprises as you've kind of tapped into some of the younger voters in the state um, that we should be watching for? Well, I was surprised by how uh, negative they really were. I mean, it was when you would you expect younger voters in some cases to be a little more uh, moderate or a little more liberal, mm-hmm. and that as age increases, that you get a bit more conservative, a bit more Republican, at least in polling in this state. But this was a rather large number, and mm-hmm. so if you can get those uh, that that younger cohort to turn out, that could be a real boon for uh, any sort of candidacy. Yeah. All right. Final question for you. We've got a, uh, just a little over a minute left. And uh, I wanted to ask you about polling in general. Uh, obviously, it is an ever-changing dynamic, which makes your job really fascinating. Uh, obviously, it's becoming harder and harder with uh, everything from people not sitting at home at six o'clock having dinner and having right. a landline yeah. uh, to people just doing things online or on their phone, uh, on their cell phone. Uh, what are you finding in terms of polling in general? Have we Have we figured out how to really poll in this new age? No, we haven't. It's the great new frontier and people are experimenting with online polls and various types of samples, uh, tweets, texts, and other ways to try and recruit sample. Uh, no, this isn't going to be sorted out for uh, a long time. Yeah, it's a, uh, a challenge. We obviously saw that play out in a big way at the national level uh, back in 2016 in terms of a lot of the surprise factor in terms of the uh, President Trump's momentum in places like Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Uh, anything else you're, you're seeing from a national level? Well, I'm just uh, once again, with all the changes in polling, and I'm going to make a plea here to be really nice to pollsters because <laughs> one of the things that pollsters have to do is predict who's going to be, turn out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, you're predicting a, a, a population or trying to select from a population that does not yet exist, right? You don't know right. who's going to vote until Election Day, really. That's right. Uh, and so you're, it, it, it takes uh, quite a bit of, of work. Fantastic. Great stuff. In fact, maybe, maybe we will start a uh, Be Nice to Pollsters Day. Can we, can we go with that? That would be nice. <laughs> All right. Very good. Kelly Patterson from Y2 Analytics, uh, one of the great uh, polling minds in the state of Utah and uh, just a great thinker overall. So, Kelly, always appreciate your perspective. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this portion of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new monument, a new memorial. But this is the place monument. Uh, We'll also uh, go back and look at some of Jake Garn's time in space. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio.